Well, come on and clap your hands if you're ready for God's word this morning. So good to be with you, Calvary, our 11 o'clock worship experience. I know they're not here today, but I want to honor our lead pastors, Ben and Kim Daly. I believe that they started off the year of 2020 the right way with this message series, Redefined. If you've been blessed like me throughout this series and God is redefining what true success is to you, I want you to thank God for our pastors and leaders and the vision that God has given them because this is a word for the house. I want to welcome all of those that are joining us online. Thank you so much for being with us. I want to get right into the word. I'm moving fast today. So grab your Bible, your Bible app, and let's turn to James chapter 2, verse 17. James 2, 17. says, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, it is dead. Father, we thank you for your word. Our hearts are open, our minds are open, our ears are open so that we can receive every good thing that you have in store for us. We're ready for the word, we're ready to move forward, and we're ready to walk in true success. If you agree with that prayer, say amen. amen. Let's get going. We know that God wants us to have success. See, here's the tension. Do we define success the same way that God does? How do you define success? I'll let you know straight up, I'm open. My definition was way off. My definition was based upon what I can do, what I could accomplish, what I can get together, what I can put together. It was based upon my wisdom, my connections. See, how you define success, it matters. Many of us think that success is measured by, measured by how we look, by what we have, or by who we know. What if God's definition of success had nothing to do with what we thought it was? What if his definition is based upon who we are in him? Things like this, faithfulness, obedience, serving, loving, giving, believing, attitude. And here's what we're going to talk about today. What if success is based upon things like action? See, truly successful people take action. In our theme verse, James 2.17, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, it is dead. Notice the word action. Part of life means not just believing, but also doing. It means working out what's been worked in. It means moving from saving grace to empowering grace. It means more than hearing, but also doing. Unfortunately, we, we live in a generation where there's just not many doers. So today we want to talk about this. How do we get out of a rut? Pastor Ben opened it up last week. We're going to continue where he left off. But he talked about some motivators, some things that motivate you to get out of a rut. Here's the first thing he talked about, pain. Then he talked about pressure. And he talked about perspective. Let's look at pain for a moment because he used the, the prodigal son. That, that, that the prodigal son, he came to himself. How did he come to himself? I believe that it was the pain from the pig pen. 
that helped him to recognize who he really was. See, he did what many of us do. Anybody ever been to the dentist? What's the first thing the dentist offers you when he's about to pop that rotten tooth out? He put that Novocaine up in you, boy. You start smiling and giggling, acting out of character and stuff, start feeling good. He's setting you up. What is he doing? He is numbing the pain. So here's what the prodigal son did because he was in pain before he left. He was in pain. I call it identity pain. The pain of not knowing who you really are. The pain of thinking there's, there's something better than what the father has in store for you. So he says, Daddy, give me my inheritance. I'm out of this place. So he goes off to a distant country. He didn't want to be reached, so he went far away. And he goes out, and he parties like a rock star. I'm talking about modern-day rap video. I mean, he had that thing running. He was on jet planes. He was making it rain every night. This brother was partying. He was popping bottles. He was in the VIP section. He was calling friends from all over. He had all his partners with him. He was, it looked like a straight up rap video. What was he doing? He was numbing the pain of not knowing who he was until he got to that pig pen. And then the pain that he was trying to numb became the very thing to help him recognize who he was. This is my question for you today. What's your Novocaine? What are you using to numb the pain that God is trying to use to help motivate you to get out of your rut? Here's the second thing we talked about, pressure. Pain is a motivator, but pressure is also a motivating factor to help you get out of a rut Here's what pressure does. Pressure demands a shift. There's somebody in this place today, you are under pressure. All it is, is God's way of motivating you out of your rut because you need to shift out of a certain mindset. You need to shift out of some bad habits. You need to shift out of some things that you've been thinking and speaking over your life. It's time to shift. Clap your hands if you know what I'm talking about and if you're ready to shift. I'm going to give you the greatest example of operating under pressure. I have watched our lead pastors operate under pressure, and they still heard God. It was uncomfortable. It was weird. It was dark, but they still believed, and they still trusted, and he showed up every week and preached the gospel, and he stayed to the commitment of the house. He stayed to what God called him to do. Even under pressure, he was still believing. I'm telling you, we've got a great example in this house, and we ought to celebrate our leadership often because here's the point. Can you follow instructions while you're under pressure? Can you obey God even when you're under pressure? I'm telling you why this is so important in regards to success. Because the instruction that you follow today is going to determine your success tomorrow. And you cannot give God the excuse that you couldn't do the right thing because you were under pressure. Here, let me tell you something, church. The best time to do the right thing is when you're under pressure. The most opportune time to show God that you're a person of faith is to make the right decision under pressure. Be encouraged because God is faithful. And he sees everything that you're going through. He sees the pain and he sees the pressure, but it's only there to motivate you to get out of your rut. Here's the third thing we talked about. A third motivator is perspective. In Acts chapter 9, we see the story of Paul 
how suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and he heard a voice. Who are you, Lord? Paul asked. And here is the voice that he heard. I am Jesus. Now get up and go into the city and you'll be told what you must do. That may seem dramatic to you, but most of us change when we get that aha moment. I believe today that while the message is being preached, you're going to have that aha moment. Where you, a light is going to flash. You're going to get a revelation of how much God loves you. You're going to get a picture of his grace for you. Today, you're going to have that moment. We hear it week in and week out how people are responding to the gospel. Here's what they're saying. Pastor Ben, when you preached the gospel last week, I got a vision of how God sees me. Or at a gospel circle, I found out that I'm totally forgiven, that I'm totally righteous that I'm made right with God through the sacrifice of Jesus. Something is happening at weekend and weekday opportunities. Something is happening today when we get in this corporate setting, but there's also something happening in our gospel circles. Pastor Ben has kept his word. Everything that we've been talking about, it is coming to pass. I'm so grateful for tomorrow. We have two gospel circles right here in this building. We got one in Grand Prairie. I'm excited about that one. If you live or work in Grand Prairie, come out and hang with us at 7 o'clock. I got some things I want to share. I want to share my story of how this gospel message has changed my life. North Fort, Fort Worth with Pastor David. He's got a gospel circle tomorrow. Listen, something is happening. Eyes are opening. Why? Because the gospel is being preached. So how do we get out of this rut? Let's get right to it. I only got a few minutes left. Y'all ready to roll with me? I'm moving fast, so take notes. Number one, assume responsibility for your own life. You want to know how to get out of a rut? Assume responsibility for your own life. Let me say that again. Assume responsibility for your own life. You know what that means? That in order for you to assume responsibility for your life, you got to get out of everybody else's life. That was for all my nosy believers. Pastor talked about three things last week. I'm moving quick. He talked about accusers, excusers, and choosers. See, accusers, they blame everybody else. Here's their favorite phrase. It's all your fault. Excusers, they always have an excuse for everything. They justify their failures. But here's what I want us to be, a body of choosers. They accept responsibility for their own happiness, and when they make a mistake, they admit it. Proverbs 28, 13 says, a man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful, but if he confesses and forsakes them, he gets another chance. How many here know all you need is one more chance? All you need to get over to that next level, that next season, all you need is another chance. I'm telling you, be a chooser. Then we talked about this, believe you can change. Here's what we need to do. Number one, stop saying I can't and start saying, I can. 
Stop doubting yourself. Stop doubting God. Stop doubting the potential that he put in you. You need to be able to confess Mark 9, 23. Everything is possible to me because I believe God. All things are possible to him who believe. You got to believe that it is possible. I know it seems impossible. I know it feels uncomfortable. I know there's some pain. I know there's some pressure. But you got to know deep down inside that you just got to keep the course. That you just got to keep trusting. You just got to keep believing because that thing that God promised you, it will come to pass. All things are possible. Your healing is possible. Your breakthrough is possible. Your financial release is possible. The release of that vision is possible. That book is possible. That publishing company is possible. Your prosperity, your breakthrough, it is possible. You got to believe that you can do what God called you to do. Here it is. Number three, how do you get out of a rut? Clarify what you really want. You know what I love about Pastor Bill? He's specific. Throughout the entire month of January, he gave us as a house, sons and daughters, specific, detailed information on what we were believing God for. When you take a look at Vision 2020, I want to let you know the power of being specific. Everything that Pastor Ben has listed as a staff, we got together and we've discovered that here it is only February. Everything on the list is already in action. Everything we said we were going to do, it is happening. Yesterday, outreach. Every Monday, gospel circles. Everything we put on paper, it is coming to pass. Why? Because we got a leader who's specific. Write it down. This is how you break out of a rut. This is how you break free. A famous psychologist wrote these things down, and I believe it's true. He said that the top 5% of achievers are people who have established personal goals. That's a fact. Top five achievers in our nation, they are clear on what they really want. James 1.8 says, a double-minded man is unstable in all he does. There's a lot of ladies saying yes to that. Let me, re let me say it in a way that just simply makes it equal in this room. A double-minded woman is unstable and all she does, say amen to that, fellas. You ever took your lady out to eat? What you want to eat, baby? I just, just give me salad. You order the T-bone, you ready to go in, the plate comes out, and before you dig into it, her fork is over on your plate, then you just, gotta know what you want. You gotta know it. If you really want to break out of a rut, clarify what you really want and then commit yourself to it. Here's a prayer of a person who is clear. You know what the person who is clear, their confession is this, Lord, change me. 
I don't need you to change everything around me. I don't need you to change everyone around me, but I'm so clear on what you call me to. I recognize the need for me to change. When you change, you see things differently. When you change, you respond differently. When you change, you get a clear perception, a perspective of who God created you to be. This is the prayer of someone who is about to be a high achiever. You don't say, Lord, change everybody else. You say, Lord, change me. Why do I need to change? Because clarity is necessary in order for us to avoid distractions. If I was to be honest today, and you say, Pastor Kareem, what's your biggest problem? Some of you think I'm going to talk about food. Nope. <laughs> My biggest problem is that I'm distracted by food. distracted I'm doing good until clarity is necessary check this out here's an example if you're clear on what you want your marriage to look like your business I don't care what it is if you're clear on what you want your marriage to look like here's what happens you're not distracted when tough times come you're not distracted when pain and pressure comes because if you're not clear, you will become more interested in other relationships around you than you are about the one you're in. You start to trade what's right for you for what's right next to you. Don't look at your neighbor right now. That's not the moment for you to look. Don't do that right now. Hold you, hold you, keep it together. Look at me. We're trading what's right for us for what's right next to us. Some of us, we're trading it for what's right behind us. I'm here to tell you today that God wants you to focus on what he gave you. He wants you to focus where he put you. He wants you to focus on what he put in you. Forget about the past. Forget about what's next to you. God's going to work this thing out for your good. So be specific and get ready to receive every good thing that he has in store for you. How do you get out of a rut? Number four, don't wait for ideal circumstances. Stop waiting for everything to get perfect before you make your move. You better make your move right now. Fellas, if you got an eye on a young lady, stop waiting for the perfect situation because somebody else ain't gonna wait and they're going to slip in while you're waiting. No, that was for my single friends. That's... you about to get all dressed up and get some roses for nothing because it's going to be too late if you're waiting for the perfect moment. Look at all the sisters clapping. Like, you better go get the roses. You better make your move, baby. Ecclesiastes 4, 11.4 says, If you wait until the wind and the weather is just right, You'll never plant anything, but here's the key. You'll never harvest anything. Can I break that down into South Side language? If you don't sow, you're not going to reap. If you don't take that step of faith and do it right now, this may seem like the worst season in your life. Let me tell you a secret. It's the best season to sow. 
because it's when things are messed up, jacked up, all crazy. It's when you're under attack. It's when everything is coming at you from every different direction. See, the best time to sow a seed is when it just looks like you ain't even got it. Don't look at your account. I want you to focus on what God promised because when you can sow in unpleasant conditions, it means your heart is ready to receive unnatural, supernatural a harvest that you know it's not because of you, but you know it was because of him. So if you want supernatural harvest, you got to be willing to sow in unpleasant conditions. Do not wait for everything to get perfect. I mean, I'm not messing with your all put together self. I'm just saying there's no such thing. See, here's what happens when you're waiting for the perfect circumstances, when you're waiting for the perfect person, when you're waiting for the perfect job. You're going to be waiting forever. Notice I did not say forever. I said forever. That's longer than forever. (laughs) Forever. But see, here's what perfectionism does. Are you ready? Two things. I really want you to get this. Perfectionism does a couple of things to you. Number one, it produces procrastination. And I'll tell you right now, one of the biggest enemies of success is procrastination. Fellas, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm old. I'm old. I'm going to do that next week. (sighs) Baby, we need that refrigerator. Oh, I'm going to take care of that next week. Well, the freezer went out. I'll just put everything in the refrigerator. We're working. We need to fix that garage door. We good. It's all right. We need to do this. We need to do that. A little light on the car turns into you having to go spend thousands of dollars at the mechanic. You know why? Because I was, was going to get to it. I'm, I'm, I'm almost. Brothers, you know you're in trouble when you start stuttering. I'm a, I'm a, I, 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 that means you are stuck in procrastination. You don't see it as a problem yet. But just because you don't see it does not mean that you shouldn't be acting on it. You need to stop waiting for the perfect moment. Here's another thing that happens. It paralyzes your potential. If I can't do it perfectly, then I'm not going to do it at all. You know how many anointed, powerful, gifted people went to their graves without becoming who God designed for them to be because they never took a step of faith because they were waiting on the perfect circumstance. Here's another thing. We have to eliminate unnecessary weight. I'm going to move real quickly through this one. So, it's all the laughing over here for? I work out. It's just my shirt. See, the sweater just make my stomach it's the material in the sweater that makes it. Anybody else got a shirt like that? Just wave your hand. <laughs> See, the tailor messed up. See, physical exercise, diet, taking care of unnecessary weight from a physical perspective is what every doctor will tell you if you want to feel better, if you want to move into a better health position, unnecessary weight causes so much damage, but if you can get that weight up off of you, you'll feel better, you'll move better, you'll start doing things you couldn't do before, like tie your shoe and... Somebody say that's big people problem. That's big... 
You skinny people don't know nothing about that. But if you deal with this, you'll start finding yourself mobile. You start getting your energy. You start seeing clearer. You start moving faster. You start being more productive. It'll change the way you're viewing life. How about this year we make a commitment to get rid of all the unnecessary weight together and we'll look back at the end of 2020 all skinny and in shape and we're just going to start rolling our eyes at all the people that... <laughs> See, something's going to happen when we make a commitment to remove the unnecessary weight. Check this out. From a relationship perspective, did you know that if a relationship is never adding value, that it's going to drain you and you need to remove that unnecessary weight. Let's talk about finances. Did you know that if you keep buying stuff that you don't need, it's gonna stress out your budget? So when you remove that unnecessary weight in your finances, you'll start being more mobile, you'll start sowing more seed, you'll start seeing more harvest. Time. Did you know that when you stop wasting time on activities that don't get you closer to fulfilling your purpose, you're going to be a better person? What about this? What about religious activity? Did you know that religion can weigh you down? See, there's no freedom in living by the law. It increases the weight that you carry. This is why Jesus said in Matthew eleven thirty, for my yoke is easy and my burden, it is light. Why? Because there's freedom in me. You're forgiven in me. There's no condemnation in me. You resurrected in me. I now live in you. So the weight of the law is not holding you back. It is time to remove the unnecessary weight. I'm moving quick. Here's the last one. I hope you're taking notes. How do you get moving? How do you get out of a rut? Here it is. Fire away. Just do it. Just do it. Today, I'm speaking over you that this will be the day that you just do it. Do what, pastor? Do what God called you to do. Serve. Give. Commit. Get plugged in. Stop standing on the outside looking in. Come on in where you belong. You're a son and a daughter. You belong here. Welcome home. Get in growth track. Get involved. As you serve, you're going to see yourself living a much better life. Why? You're removing all the unnecessary weight and you're committed to the house of God. When do you do it? Do it now. Somebody shout now. People are always aiming at one of these old days. One of these days, I'm going to do this. And, well, when things turn around for me, I'm going to do this. When my ship come in, I'm going to do that. That ship ain't came in, Doc. I don't think it's coming, my friend. God is waiting on you to take a step of faith towards your ship. Proverbs 27.1 says, never boast about tomorrow. You know why? Because you don't know what will happen between now and then. Don't presume the future. Do it now. See, the greatest tragedy in life is to waste it. Waste it how? Waiting on tomorrow. Someday, we got to get to the place, which I believe is today, where we understand who we are in Christ. And we start taking steps of faith. And you might be under some pressure. And there may be some pain. But sooner or later, you're going to learn how to take that step. Even when things don't look right, even when things don't feel right, 
you still got to fire away. You still got to take that step. See, today, I want to make a couple of simple confessions over you. So just lift your hands, just close your eyes for a moment because I want to ask a couple of questions. And as I ask these questions, I'm just going to make some confessions before we transition today. Are you blaming people for your unhappiness? This could be the reason why you're finding yourself in a rut. How about this? Are you believing that all things are possible? Or are you still telling yourself that you can't? How about this one? Have you clarified your goals? Or are you still doing what everybody else wants you to do? Have you found it in your heart to hear from God and take that step of faith towards what he's called you to do? Have you been waiting for the perfect conditions? It's never going to get perfect. Right now, in the middle of your mess, I encourage you to take a step of faith. Be a person of action. Do you need to eliminate unnecessary weight? Is there a relationship weight, a physical weight, an emotional weight, a religious weight that is holding you down and keeping you from coming out of that rut that God wants you to get out of? Here's what you need to do. You need to start today. Father, I decree today that people will start believing, trusting, confessing, and speaking true success over their lives. Come on, with your hands raised, Father, I decree, I declare that the peace of God, the strength of God, the grace of the Father will not only get stuck in us, but it will flow through us in the name of Jesus. Father, bless your people today. Man, there's an anointing here today. Receive. It's time. It's time. It's time to step out. It's time to move forward. There's something amazing that God wants to do in and through you, but you got to take this step today in Jesus' name. If you receive that, just clap your hands and let's welcome Pastor Chris and this beautiful team here.